So it's not as easy as HGTV where you just put on a, a nice outfit and go show people million dollar houses and they sell and you make a lot of money. It's not that easy. Oh, it's HGTV is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community conversation and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Becky Archibald of Keller Williams Real Estate in Norwell, Massachusetts. Becky is a real estate professional. Hey, Becky, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So tell us about your experience in the real estate world, Becky. Well, I'm relatively new in real estate. Um, I'm loving real estate. It's definitely, I've, I found a new niche there for sure. So tell us about that. What's, what, what is your unique selling proposition? So like I mentioned, I am new in real estate. However, I'm not new to service and to taking care of other people. So I've been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years now. Uh, I hate to admit that because it seems like a really long time, which makes me feel old. But, um, And I love the restaurant industry. But when COVID happened, uh, things changed. And you know, I have three young children and wanted to find something that was going to better fit into our lifestyle. And you know, in real estate, what I found was that it I can continue to serve people, but more on my schedule. You know, I, I work holidays, but I'm not gone for 14 hours on a holiday. I work weekends, but I'm not gone for 12 to 14 hours on a weekend day. So I can be present in my family's life, but I can also uh, be around people and do the things that I love to do. So it's the ultimate balance of, of uh, life, work, and delivering good service. Absolutely. That sounds so, perfect. <laughs> so how did you find the first year so far? Challenging, exciting. Um, it's it's a different market out there. And every agent I've spoken to that's been in the business for 20 years is like, I've never seen a market like this. And we probably will never see one again. So it's it's been interesting, but you know they don't know what to expect. So me coming into the industry with only a year under my belt now you know, no one knows what to expect. No one knows what's going to happen in the future. And no one's been in a market like this, including them. So we all have the same amount of experience with this market, right? That's absolutely right. And and the reality of it is, is how hard are you willing to work for a client, right? Absolutely. And that is something that I, no one has ever said that I'm not a hard worker. So, <laughs> so there you go. So, so we have a buyer, we have a seller. They're determining which agent they want to work with. Why would they want to work with you, Becky? Well, I think that I have a lot to offer in the respect that even though I'm new, I am somebody that needs to know my job completely. So I do a ton of training and I educate myself on top of which I am very hardworking and driven and I want to do the best things for my client. I, I am a nurturer by nature and I want to take care of people. In fact, that's what, um, 
on my Facebook and all of my, that's my tagline is let me take care of you. So I I'm totally fine with holding somebody's hand through a transaction. This is not something, you know, I say when you go into the hospital and you're nervous about things and you know, the nurses and doctors aren't nervous because they do this every day. Well, we do this every day, but people don't buy houses every day. And it's a scary thing for a lot of people. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, loopholes and things that can go wrong if you don't know what you're doing. And you know, I want to hold people's hands. I want to walk them through the transaction and and hold their hand the entire the entire time and be there for them so that they're not nervous because that's my job. My job is to make everything as smooth as possible. You know, one of the things that I do with my buyers is I sit down before we even go looking at houses and I show them all of the paperwork that this is going to entail, you know, just the offer, what the offer looks like, you know, everything that they're going to have to fill out along the way so that when they get really excited about a house and they're ready to put an offer in, I'm not like, okay, now we have to look at all this stuff and you don't understand what we're talking about and your adrenaline's going crazy. So you're never, you're not going to remember what we just did. And then you might be remorseful about what we just did. So I want them to know going in what they're looking at. And that way, when it comes time to put an offer in, they're like, oh yeah, I've already seen this. This is easy. I know what we're doing. I know what's expected of me and we're ready to move forward and try and just make, like I said, everything as smooth and easy as possible for people. Uh, I have no problem holding somebody's hand. Um, everybody is going to feel differently about this and everybody's feelings are real. So. So working with buyers in this marketplace, it's kind of stressful. So how do you help uh, ease that? And how do you handle the rejection, right? If the buyer is making an offer on a house and they get outbid by somebody else? So it's never easy. <laughs> um, people get really excited and, you know, I just tell people they have to put their best foot forward. One of the things I like to tell my buyers is, you know, you go to an open house and there's, you know, now it's not as bad because COVID we've eased up a little bit, but, you know, in the height of it, you know, you're going to an open house and there could be 60 people in line to go see this house. And that's, that's intimidating, especially for a first time home buyer. And it makes them feel like they should do things that they're not going to feel good about in two weeks or six months. And so what I tell them is, is just remember whatever decision you make, whatever offer you want to put on this house, I will fully back you up hundred percent but you have to feel comfortable with that decision six months down the road when all these people are not standing outside your door. So, you know, just feel comfortable about that. The rejection piece is hard. You know, people get really excited and we've seen a lot of, you know, just buyers getting tired of being rejected. And it's, it's a hard thing. I, I will say, I think timing is everything. And, you know, there is some, there's some timing. I, I, I myself have not had clients looking for, you know, I know people that have had clients looking for a year and I, I can imagine that that's very <laughs> tiring and exhausting for the clients to have to keep going and putting offers in and then breaking their hearts. You know, obviously they put something, uh, put their, their feelings in, they want that house or they wouldn't put the offer in. So, um, you know, I think they just have to stick with it. I think everything happens for a reason. And I tell them that, you know, I have buyers, you put three, four offers in, and then the fifth one you get, and you're like, wow, thank God I didn't get that first house because this was the one. So that's kind of what I try and steer them towards. You know, it, everything happens for a reason and the house that you're meant to have, you're going to get it. So, and then, you know, I coach them through the process and hopefully we put the best offer in. I love that. I love that. It all, everything always happens for a reason. And it's so true so very often. But one thing you mentioned that I want to come back to is you mentioned having 
the buyers put their best foot forward? What does that mean to you? So there's things in an offer that can make a buyer look better or worse to, um, to the seller. And, you know, there's a couple of things. I never tell a buyer to not do a home inspection because when it comes down to home inspections, you know, it's protecting them and it's protecting the seller because if something comes back in six months, you know, someone's going to get sued. <laughs> you know that someone's going to get in trouble for that. You know, there there's depending what they find. And so I, I want everyone to be protected through the transaction. So I never say not to do a home inspection. That being said, I try and coach my clients, my buyers through that home inspections are not for honeydew items. They are for things that are majorly wrong with the house. You, I mean, if there's a structural issue, you want to know about that. You know, if, if there's rot over the roof and they replaced the roof, but they didn't actually do it properly, they, you know, you want to know these big things, you know, if the system's about to fail, if an oil tank, you know, so what I try and do is I coach my buyers to, you know, put a dollar amount that they're not going to nitpick on little things, but that if there's something that's going to cost them over $5,000 to fix, that that might be something they're going to come back with. Um, so that way the sellers know that they're serious buyer. They, you know, are only looking at the big things. Um, you know, obviously you want to put a strong offer in. I, you know, I, I do a comparative market analysis for any house that my buyers are looking at putting an offer in so that they know really what that house is worth and where their money is going to go. Um, you know, one of the things I just closed a house and they were trying to debate upon a $5,000 difference in their offer. And I, I said to my buyers, is 5,000, look at what $5,000 is going to look at, look like over a 30 year mortgage and how much that's going to be monthly. Is that $5,000 worth you losing the house? You know, stuff like that, just to coach my, my buyers to make the strongest offer possible. Um, and like I said, to put their best foot forward. So it's really good advice too, because as a professional, you know, you really sometimes need to have those hard conversations. Like, what are we fighting over here? Let's put this all in perspective. What about financing? How do you get them teed up for financing to, bet, to put their best foot forward? So generally, I I have lender partners that I work with that I know uh, will take care of my clients. And it's a, it's a very tough thing. I you know, make business contacts. And I always say to my business contacts, I know what kind of service I know I'm new. I know I've only been in the business for a year, but I also know what kind of service I give my clients. I know I'm going to take care of them. And if there's something I don't know, I'm going to find out and I'm going to make sure that my clients are know that. And I need to make sure that my partners, um, you know, the, the real estate attorneys, the, the lenders, I need to make sure they're going to provide that same level of service. And one of my clients recently, they had gotten married and they were first time home buyers and they were buying a house. Um, we got an offer accepted. And I told them that they were going on their honeymoon in the middle of this process. And I said, nobody is going to bother you while you're on your honeymoon. Cause that was very important to them. And so I checked in with the lender. I checked in with the attorney. I made sure that everybody had what they needed so that, that that couple could have their five days away without being bothered. Um, because that was important to them. So, you know, the lenders, I know I have certain lenders that I do like to work with and I recommend them to my clients. They obviously are welcome to use whoever they'd like. Local lenders tend to have stronger values to a potential seller. You know, the lenders I work with, they're going to call the agents that they, the seller's agent, 
and they're going to give them a confidence package. They're going to let them know that the lending is strong. They're going to let them know that they've crossed their you know, T's and dotted their I's and that these people are strong buyers. They have the financing behind them. So that's very important, especially in this market. So but really in any market too, because, you know, that's a heartbreak for your buyers. If your lender did not do their job and then come to find out they put the offer and they're all excited about the house. And even in a buyer's market, they get that their offer accepted to find out that the lending fell through because the lender didn't do their job is heartbreaking for anybody. So such a good point. And it's such a highlight to this wild market that we're in that hopefully a lot of these habits that have been created because of the scarcity in the market stick and we have that level of professionalism all the way through. That's amazing. So you have your team, you have the comfort and then the service for these buyers. How do you help through the actual closing experience for them all the way up until the closing? So I'm in constant contact with my buyers. Um, you know, you don't want to just leave them hanging. I make sure, you know, obviously the attorney has a job, the lender has a job, but we all, you know, we're all a team. We work together. We all want the same result. We want to get to the closing table. And so I make sure to check in with everybody. We're all on the same page. We all know the, the important dates of the transaction. And I make sure that my buyers or sellers know that these things are happening. So, and that's one of the things, like I said, I checked in with the lender. Do they have all their paperwork? Because sometimes maybe just they need a nudge from me or a nudge from somebody else as well, just to get that done. So, you know, and that's kind of what I do for my, for my, my clients. I make sure to check in with them. Communication is huge and everybody communicates differently. So you need to make sure that you meet people on the level that they're coming from. I have a new client who is an in-person or an on-the-phone person. He does not text. He does not do email. And so, you know, but I have to meet him where he's at. So, and that's with everybody. I have no problem picking up the phone and calling. A lot of people do, but some people don't respond to that. Some people don't want to pick up the phone and call. They want a text message <laughs> so they can be, you know, move on with their day. That's really amazing, Becky. And that's, that's a nice um, skill set that you have there. And, and really, I'm sitting back thinking, there's no way that this person's only been in the business for one year. Where are you getting all of this information and, and absorbing all of this content in order to be able to seem like someone who's been doing it 20 years? I appreciate that. I, so a lot, a lot of different places I get it from. Uh, one, I've been in service for over 20 years. Like I mentioned, I've been in restaurants. One of the things I, I've bartend, I've managed, I've served. And one of the things in the restaurant industry you have to be good at is reading people and taking care of people. So that's something that comes naturally to me. I, and that's what I love. It's one of the things I love about real estate is that I can continue to do that. I work for a fantastic company with Keller Williams, the training has been amazing. I am a training junkie. So anything I do, I want to know every different angle possible. And I'm a sponge. I just like to every training possible. Sometimes I overtrain myself and I just have to go out and do the work. So, so that's been part of my problem is I will jump on 18 trainings a week, but I actually have to go out and talk to people too. So, so I get it from Keller Williams, like I said, there and the support network at my office is amazing as well. I mean, if I have a question, I can pick up the phone and call 15 different people and they've been super helpful. My partners, so uh, the attorneys and the lenders, I'm very upfront with them. I am brand new. I am going to ask you 18 million questions. So please bear with me and just know that 
next time I won't have to ask all those questions. So, and they've been super helpful as well. I've had a couple of lenders and been really great um, as well as your office too. So, um, and so I kind of get it from a lot of, a lot of different people, but I want to make sure I'm providing the best service for my clients at the end of the day. That is the goal. That's awesome, Becky. So let me take this to another level and ask you a question that I ask a lot of folks. When the transaction is complete and the person sits down to write a review on any platform, Facebook, Google, social uh, type of, of reviews, what would the ideal testimony sound like for you? I would like them to say she was there every step of the way. <laughs> so again, that's my tagline. I, I want them to say that I was hardworking and driven. I looked out for their needs and made sure that they felt comfortable through the whole transaction. I love that. I love that. Now, admittedly, you've only been doing this for a short period of time, but I can almost assure that the listeners, if they didn't know that, could not possibly believe that as I am one sitting here listening to you thinking there's no way she's only been doing this a year. So you must truly be a junkie for the knowledge like you say you are. But what do you say to somebody who's thinking about getting into this business right now and is in your shoes thinking, I'm going to go ahead and do this? What piece of advice would you give them on day one? I would tell them, I think real estate is something that a lot of people are like, that sounds great. You know, it's not expensive to get my license. It's not, you know, there's not a ton of school I have to go to. I don't have to go to college for four years. So I think a lot of people try and get into the industry. I think people need to know it's hard work. It is hard work. You have to, you know, put the pedal to the metal. You need to put your head down and, and get ready to dig in. So, and it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it's, uh, there's that, there's that uh, picture of the person, um, you know, digging through a rock wall and they give up right before when the daylight is right there, you know? And I think about that all the time because it can be really disheartening. And I've seen, you know, you see 18 million memes on, on social media. In fact, I'm one of the worst people. I put memes all the time about real estate, but there's the one about the, the pictures of all the different emotions you go through in any given day. You just need to be prepared to be along for the ride and just go with it. And it's going to work out. You just have to, you have to work hard. It's hard work. So it's not as easy as HGTV where you just put on a, a nice outfit and go show people million dollar houses and they sell and you make a lot of money. It's not that easy. Oh, it's HGTV is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like looking at the houses, but. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I've heard that from a lot of, real estate professionals, you know, the real professionals like yourself who are digging in and, and grinding it out that, you know, so many people see it as such an easy cash grab. But when you really dig down into it, this is really, really hard work. So let's talk about that work. What are you doing to prepare for your next six months? That's a great question. Um, I'm, I've got a ton of things going on right now. So, you know, it, when we look at sales in any sales industry, you're looking at 90 days. So what you're doing right now is building your business in the next, in 90 days from now. So right now with the holidays is a huge opportunity. It's the season of gratitude and it's, you know, amazing to be able to, to reach out to people and it gives you a reason 
you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I want to pick up the phone and call somebody and I'm like, oh, I don't know if they're going to want to talk to me, but it's a great excuse to just call people and say, you know, happy Thanksgiving, you know, Merry Christmas, happy new year, that, that great season. So I do have a client event going on this weekend. Um, we're doing photos with Santa. We invited, you know, I think we've got close to 150 to 200 people coming. Wow. Um, so, and it's just a fun event for families to come and I am, uh, pairing with an estate attorney and, you know, she's got her family coming, my family is coming. And then just all of our clients, friends, friends of clients. Um, and it's at Edaville, which has been closed for a year and a half. So, um, that's going to be a fun event. You know, I do a lot of, you know, for Thanksgiving, I'm actually going to the office shortly to pick up pies. I've got pies to hand out for people that I'm grateful for, my clients, um, some of my, my partners, my attorneys, my lenders. Um, so that's something that I do. I, you know, help by sending tax documents to my clients from the year before. So any clients that closed a house this year, I will be sending tax documents for. So that way they don't have to go digging through their stuff to do that. <laughs> um, I have another event coming up in January uh, for a virtual event for people, basically information on what to do to get your house ready to sell if you're interested in selling in the spring. Um, so I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Good. I love it. I love it. So one thing that you said, you're, you're partnering with an estate planning attorney. So that's a little bit outside the box with respect to the typical partners that real estate professionals has. Tell me how that works out if you're working with estate uh, planning attorneys and financial advisors and such. So her and I connected, we, you know, Facebook is wonderful and you see a lot of people that you have mutual friends with. And so her and I connected because uh, we have mutual friends. In fact, I used to work with her nanny. And so we started talking and she is, she's the law mom. So I don't know if anyone that would mean anything to anybody around here, but her and I market very similarly. So we ended up chatting and decided that that would really work well for us to feed each other business. I have a lot of um, mothers that I work with and families that I work with that really could use her services. In fact, I could use her services myself. So I knew that others that I, I speak to would be interested for her. And the same thing for her. Um, she does estate planning. So, you know, when an estate comes up, you know, there's estate sales. <laughs> so we can feed each other back business. But again, we market very similarly. So it really worked together, it worked well for us to pair together because we do have that similarity. That's cool. I like to see those outside the box types of unique partnerships where it's not the same stale, you know, lender, real estate agent, title, title or closing attorney. It's nice to bring that financial aspect into it because the consumer, the client, they, they need all of that. And it's, it's nice to see that you're doing that. You mentioned that, you know, COVID and the restaurants made uh, the decision pretty easy to jump into real estate, but was there any mentor or book or something that really got you to a point where it was a jumping off point to get you to decide this is really what I want to do? Yes, absolutely. Actually. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you asked that question. So during, so basically I've been, I, like I said, I've been in the restaurant industry for over 20 years now. I have three young children after I had, I was managing a restaurant. Then after I had my third child, he's now two and a half. I went back to bartending because managing was just too much with three kids. So 
I was bartending. I knew I wasn't going to be comfortable there long-term because I'm a leader, not a follower. (laughs) So I purposely did that. And I was kind of stuck in a rut anyways. COVID just was a good excuse because we were all laid off. So I started reading um, and I read this book. It's called Everything is Figureoutable. And it's a fantastic book, but there is a lot of work in it for you to do. And that's kind of where it led me. And it led me to real estate. And it led me to realize that I needed to make a change in my life and move forward because I was in a really stagnant place at that point. So I was kind of just like in this comfort zone, but there was a lot of things and dreams I wanted to explore. And just because I have three young children doesn't mean I can't do that too. Um, Cause I'm not just a mother. And I think that's not, not that there's anything wrong with that. It came out completely wrong. So you should probably strike that out. Well, no, so, I, don't, I don't think it did. Like, I mean, you're, you're more than that, right? It's hard to label somebody one thing, right? I'm not just a lawyer. You know, my tagline always says father, husband, friend before it even says lawyer. So I get that. Um, I want to know more about this book, though. Everything is figure outable. So yep. it, is it like a it, you said it created work, right? So you had to like dig in and really think through and it it does. And it like it it basically like gives you things at the end of each chapter to do like um, like actions, like basically like what are negative things that you think about yourself, right? You know, 10 positive things every day about yourself. And it, it just, it builds you up towards and towards the end, you know, helps you make decisions about what you want for your life. And it wasn't like the book at the end was like, you should do real estate. Right. <laughs> just, it led me to realize that I needed to make changes and it helped me to look at what I really wanted out of my life and what was going to provide that. What, what am I good at? What, what do I like to do? And you know, how am I going to work that around, you know, because I really, one of the biggest things for me is, is I want to be present for my kids. You know, I, I do have three little kids and I want to be there for them. I want to be able to, you know, read them a book before they go to bed and not be gone every night of the week. Um, I want to be able to do stuff with them on the weekends and go to their games and go to their activities. Cause they are getting to that age. You know, my oldest is seven. So they're getting to that age where they are starting to have activities and sports and stuff that I want to be able to be present for. So uh, that was, but the book is amazing. It's by uh, Marie Forleo. 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 Oh, yeah. I, I. So I've heard of Marie Forleo. She has a, um, she has an online course too called uh, the. I think it's the MBA or the business, or the B school, B school or something like that. Thomas, yeah. we'll check that out and we'll put a link down there. That's amazing. I've heard wonderful things about Marie Forleo. So, so she has this, a podcast too. She does have a podcast. Yeah, she's yeah. an amazing, amazing person. Um, so, so this job allows you the flexibility to be with your kids more too. Yep. Yeah, like this past weekend, I went out to some open houses and took my daughter with me. Why not? She plays, uh, you know, kids like to pay, play pretend and do their things and she plays listing appointment now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. And at the same token, this book helped you dial in exactly what it is you were looking for. So you didn't always dream about it, watch HGTV in between shifts and this and that. It was really Marie Forleo kind of dialed it in for you. No, I mean, it was, you know, my dad is in construction, Okay, has always been in construction. He was a builder, you know, and so I've always been around houses and, you know, 
so that was, you know, and I, I do love watching HGTV. I still watch HGTV. I laugh at it more now than I used to, but I do still watch HGTV. Um, and it's got some great insights. And I did always watch, you know, my husband and I still like watching HGTV, but it was not something that it was kind of almost like a lightning bolt, truthfully. <laughs> I was reading this book and doing all this work about, you know, where I wanted to be and what I wanted out of my life and what things were important to me. And I was on the phone with my mother-in-law actually. And she's like, you know, her sister who sold us our house, she's like, you know, you should talk to Barbara because, you know, that's, that's why she likes real estate. You, you know, I think you'd really be great at that. And I was like, never even considered that. And I started looking into it. And then, like I said, I'm a, you know, research junkie. So I, you know, called, I have another friend who actually got me into Keller Williams and I called her and, you know, picked her brain about it. I called um, my husband's aunt and I picked her brain about it and just, you know, really did some research into what I thought about it and, and went for it. Well, so. it sounds like you made the right decision. It sounds like you're uh, really on a path to legendary status. And I'm excited to watch your, your rocket ship acceleration. Well, thank you. Now, we have a question that we always ask everybody. And you're really sticking your neck out there and going outside of your comfort zone by by doing this and, and making those phone calls and all that. One of the things we love to do uh, to get people outside their comfort zone is karaoke. What <laughs> definitely is, outside my comfort zone. <laughs> have you ever done it? I have. Okay. What, you, what, what did you sing and what would you sing in that situation where we bring all our guests together at a networking event and we say, okay, Becky, you had an amazing podcast back in uh, November of 2021. You're up on the mic. What are you singing? Well, I'd probably have to have a couple of drinks in me, <laughs> <laughs> but it would probably be Baby Got Back. Really? You know? Oh my God, Becky. <laughs> I love it. How many it. times have I heard that? <laughs> I love it. So do you know all the words? You didn't even need the uh, computer screen? Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. So did you sing that one the other time? I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I did have a couple of drinks in me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's um what's who's the artist of that? that Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Oh, that brings back wonderful memories. You said something about 20 years and I I couldn't help but think of uh that quote and that social media meme that people talk about. Someone said 30 years ago was 1990 and or or what do they say? Someone said something about 30 years ago and I picture 1970 and it's 1990 or something. Like that. <laughs> um, anyway, Becky, it was really fun having you on and I enjoyed talking with you and, and hopefully you'll continue having the amazing success that you're already having. But one very last, most important question, if people want to get in touch with you and work with you, Becky, how would they get in touch with you? So I work for Keller Williams Signature Properties. I am all over Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, but my email address is beckyarch at kw.com because Archibald is too difficult to try and spell for everybody. <laughs> and my phone number is 339-832-3591. And folks, if you're driving or you're on the treadmill or whatever, it's going to be in the show note link. So when you get back to a place where you can, you click right through and get right in touch with Becky and she'll take very good care of you. Thanks, Becky. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. 
If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Secure Title, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.